0: Megan Hicks of I Run Far. I'm with Jim Walmsley, the three-time Western States champion. We're at the finish line of the 2021 edition. How are you feeling?
1: I'm doing good today. Uh, I wasn't doing so hot. Oh, I was doing okay after the finish. And then uh, I was kind of falling apart and doping control, a little bullpen. And uh, <laughs> things got worse before they got better, um, but doing good today. How are you? You holding oh, up?
0: Oh yeah, I'm fine. Three hours of sleep. I mean,
1: everybody else has a marathon out there too, and the heat was rough, so uh, everyone's out there experiencing it. You know, spectating or running. Um, there
0: should that's be right. More
1: ice for spectators.
0: Yeah, I think uh, media and spectators should take up the ice vest situation, like yeah. the runners are.
1: Yeah, you should, for sure.
0: All right, I want to ask you, frankly, what did you think of your chances going into this race?
1: Um, so I would say. I didn't do any real tests before the race, and I kind of say, I usually know where I'm at, what I can do. This one, I just, it was more of trusting the process, trusting what I did do, and just being ready for a hard day. Yeah. Um, as far as winning, I, I thought I could win, but usually I've done something where I'm like, I'm, I have a good day, I'm going to win. But I've also, I mean, 50-50 with that, Of like, usually, sometimes I leave the race in training because of that, and so I almost knew in some ways it was going to be a good thing.
0: Mm. I feel like for you, there was maybe two things. There was, were you fit enough to stay at the front of the race, and then was your leg going to stay together?
1: Yeah. The leg, um, didn't know. Not going to run differently, expecting it to do anything. It has been good for... Two plus weeks now, which is just insane. I I can't believe the miraculous like timing of it kind of quitting a bit. But I mean, I I feel it a little bit today, but I think the next block will be conducive towards uh, doing okay. And I think it should be totally fine for UTMB um, and the training for it. So um, yeah, I I think we're, we're getting through it.
0: Mm. Um, you've now seen this race four different times. Is that right? Five. Five. Yeah. Five. different times. I made
1: it to the track four different times.
0: Oh my god. Amazing. You've seen it in all its climates. You've seen kind of a cool year. Now you've seen a proper year yeah. of heat. What did you think of conditions this year?
1: Uh, well, the high country was awesome. So the We're high trying. country... There was not... Uh, I didn't... I mean, I saw some snow from afar, but, like, there's no <laughs> snow on the high country. Not that. Like, they did a really good job just kicking rocks out of the way. Because I think usually it's melting so quick... <laughs> Oh, uh, you, you can't even get to it even if it is dry, but uh people have been running on it and kicking rocks on it, mm-hmm. you can tell. Um so I kind of figured that was gonna be the case. I i don't think I've seen the high country in this good a shape. Mm-hmm. So knowing that, um kind of the tough decisions like, well, do you want to run and race in a pack? And that sounds really nice, but um I had Hayden with me through almost fifty K, mm-hmm. uh which was really nice um takes your mind off a lot of stuff he's pulling turns at the front and we were having a really good time so that was a cool mix for me um but i kind of basically made a decision that i wanted to put in good splits early and there are a lot of really smart strong guys that have potential to come on late and just mow it down mm. uh, i mean the really good smart guys and so you wanted a gap. yeah if they're going to give me a head yeah. start i will work with it and then and then in addition the thoughts like if they're going to close the gap they got to do it in the heat of the day in the can like the hot part of the canyons that we experience and there were times too i'm I'm like struggling in the heat just like everyone else and and like around green gate and through those mo- five mile splits on auburn lake trail and Quarry Road, is tough times, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, if someone comes and mows me down, it's like, that's insane. Like, good job. I, I don't know the splits, but I also knew at Forest Hill, like, maybe someone would have to do minute and a half, two minutes per mile faster than me. And if they're moving that fast, it's like, I can't get in the way of that. Oh,
0: props to that.
1: But then by pointed rocks, I finally heard I had at least 80 minutes, and um, I hadn't been eating well probably mm-hmm. since Michigan Bluff, like, it had been on and off. But especially after Green Gate, it was really difficult to get anything sugary. Um, but I was able to really eat cantaloupe and watermelon oh. good at the aid stations. And then some water was, tasted pretty good. Um, so at Pointed Rocks, I was finally able to sit in a chair, get sponges on the legs, take a deep breath. And I'm like, if I got a lead, I'm going to cash in on a couple minutes of that right now, reset, Like, we need to get to the finish and can't fall apart with that. And I drank a whole bottle of Coke and uh, pretty much had enough sugar at that point um, for the rest of the way.
0: I think that was uh, one of the things that our reporters observed in you was that you were taking the aid stations much more intentionally, taking a few minutes extra in each of them than previous years.
1: Yeah, well, in 2019, we saw a pretty different top 10. And I think a lot of people got away with things that Mm. I'm like, in my opinion and experience it's gonna bite you on a hot year, and it's just I've been bitten on hot years in two thousand seventeen I mean sixteen was fair, and I still kind of f- fell apart so even on a cool year like two thousand nineteen, I'm not skipping it no way like i you just don't know like, once the heat hits you it's done, so or mm-hmm. not done, but you you're you're really rallying yeah. at that point so Um, Yeah, I didn't skip things in 2019 and maybe I left some minutes out there on that, but uh, I think it was the right call and it makes me better on hot years like this year.
0: People love to watch your uh, gear, shoe change situation. What was the, yeah, what was the sort of the crucial gear, shoes, socks, the hat situation must be discussed.
1: So uh, I wore Spigo Evos again. Um, I wore a couple pairs. Yep, so I wore my first pair for eighty miles. Okay. Um, they're pretty soaked at that point, and your feet you get kind of used to the shape of that shoe. And then, so I just switched to a fresh pair of Speedo Evos with a f- dry pair of socks, which doesn't stry- stay dry very long. But even the new shoes, just I find of... at that point, kind of help. I was back in another pair of Speedo Evos.
0: And which socks did you use yesterday?
1: Uh, I used Dry Max, like maximum protection, oh, hyper thin. Okay. And I've used those like pretty much since. I, I think I help collaborate a little bit with that and um, I wear that basically for all the most important days. Um, I use other socks in training and around the house and stuff uh, and cycling especially, a little more style factor. So, uh, <laughs> But for race day on the important days, like 100k in January, I was in dry mat, same sock. Um, I like Got the gray it. color, maybe a little higher. But um, yeah, it's good. It doesn't hold a lot of water and keeps my feet from blistering. Much and then, uh, mm. so the biggest things about race day stuff was um I went with the bucket hat.
0: Yeah, talk I about some, bucket hat. Yeah,
1: I did some. So we got them as athletes from Hoka, and like I think most people are laughing at them. People take pictures with them, like how silly is this? And I mean, Francois Diane's worn that hat. A couple people have worn the hat.
0: I feel like it's an underrated hat. I don't know if Ryan hat.
1: Sands. Wore, I mean, if you see the spectators, everybody's got round hats. And why you see, can't
0: runners wear them, right? Yeah,
1: I mean we're not going that fast. That wind. <laughs> aerodynamics really comes into play so uh that was not a factor but then i was doing my testing in phoenix last week during their little heat wave uh over 115 117 18 degrees just jogging around town in the middle of the heat just going like this is gonna work like this is crazy i'm just i don't have the sun on the back of my neck so the plan was to use it during the middle of the day during Mm -hmm. the hotter part so i started with my good good like tried and true hat that needs some patagonia worn wear yeah uh fixing on the top because this it's I, I don't wear it for training anymore i've caught my head on too many branches and uh there's big hole on guy top. problems yeah but now i've discovered the bucket hat and i really like that um did a couple uh i ha- have my crew do a couple t-shirt swaps where mm-hmm. they can just pull a fresh cold t-shirt out of a bucket yeah. and that's really nice uh, because you just can't get it that wet with sponges or anything else uh like that so bringing out just a a fresh t-shirt out of the bottom of a, basically, an ice bucket um, is really nice. I have started doing that in either 18 or 19. And then what I finally discovered this year, because uh, they were doing contactless spraying instead of sponges at aid stations, and I think that caught a lot of runners off guard. Mm. Um, caught me off guard at least, and it was probably very clear and announced because <laughs> everything's very well communicated in this race. Um, so it's probably just not paying attention. It was probably in a pre-race uh, email should have read it yeah. uh, but nonetheless uh, had to kind of adjust to that on the fly and what happened is I was having volunteers just pour ice down the front of my shirt Amazing. because the way I roll my ban- my ice bandana it's like once I have ice in there once it's melted it's really difficult to get ice back in it but I wear a naked belt around my waist that kind of pinches my shirt uh, okay. so it holds the ice in my shirt doesn't just fall out yep. so I was leaving aid stations every five miles with this big belly of ice on my stomach. And it was just a thing I made up on the fly, and I was like, this is great. This works. Uh, It was one of the best case scenarios. A couple times I forgot to get that, and I noticed it right away going down Mm. five-mile stretches there at the end of, like, there were big differences when I left with a belly full of Uh. ice in my shirt and not. knot, and, uh, yeah, the neck belt holds it real tight and had everything in my pockets, but... um, yeah, it's the bucket hat and the ice down the shirt were were the two game saving moves.
0: Awesome. Um you had a proper swim across the river this year. No um no downstream swims no and swimming. no and no um no floats in What a... is the
1: third time I've used a rope to cross oh, okay. the river. Okay. And then with the one swim in two thousand sixteen, yeah. which is illegal to do now. Um, well, it's in
0: the books because of you.
1: Yeah. And then uh I think 2018 I got a boat ride from mm. Chris Thornley and the squirrel's not a boat guy, he's always on the river and I saw him there and said hi but yeah this time I consciously like took a few minutes to just wait in the creek. I think I floated on my back a little bit and just kind of submerged my head a bit and closed my eyes and it was like yeah. probably the most peaceful best part of the day and mm. was really looking forward to the river crossing. I mean, probably before Forest Hill. Um, and then Cal were really difficult this year. There's just really... Everybody... Like, you do a training run on it or something, and it's just... You overlook the uphills on it. And oh. during race day, given the point of the race, the sun just blaring down, the temperatures... Uh, there's really hard pitches on it. and mm. uh, So, yeah, the, the river was really enjoyable.
0: Are you happy with the how the day went? Are you happy <laughs> with your Western States experience?
1: Yeah, I mean, I... I Kind of have asked for a better day. Yeah. Um, it was a really difficult day. So this one was probably... I had to work the hardest for this one. Um, maybe it was my least good day, maybe. in the fact that I think the best days like just come so well. And I really had to work for this. And I suffered late to bring it home. Um, it's really rewarding. There's so many... Fam- it's family here at Western mm. States now. I, I say it's a home town race for me in auburn uh so it's special it hits different here it's hard not to be here in june um so yeah it's special i'm very happy with it
0: It, for me it's fun to it has been fun to watch you over the years to grow so like comfortable in the skin of western states like you just look like you're at home on the track at home talking to people here now
1: yeah it becomes normalized but you get more used to the interviews Mm. the attention the pictures all this and not quite my personality, but um, at races, I have I cope with it a lot better. <laughs> it used to be a lot more stressful, um, so it helps to be able to handle that mm. more, just smoothly, more smooth, and um, not let it get to you. I bring probably a bigger team and crew that help me with yeah. little things and got social media stuff, uh, like... Uh, a couple people working on that for me, so I don't have to do that, which stresses me out. And um, and then Jess takes care of so much outside mm-hmm. of it and runs everyone else, and, yeah, it's getting easier, actually. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, is there more that you seek here? Do you think there'll be a Jim Walmsley at Western States in the future?
1: Well, I don't know. Yeah, you look up the ladder, I guess. I would literally join three people with Tim Tweetmeyer and Scott Durek, for four, a fourth Cougar, yeah. um, where, as of right now, I think it's Jim King, don't think Tom Johnson, but uh, it might be one of four or five guys, males, I mean, yeah, yeah. and Tracy's in another, like, <laughs> another universe, even compared to Scott, Like, yeah. let's be honest, yeah. um, it's just ridiculous, but um, on the men's side, I'll compare that way, and so the next might be up four or five, and it's a lot it's hard it's uh it's hard to keep it fresh and not being as excited um so we'll see I I think right now I wouldn't be excited to do it again tomorrow yeah. however it very easily grows on me uh it very easily grows on everyone in the sport and it's such a great piece to be a part of I think it crossed my mind I forgot to tell Debo this but uh I'm meant to offer an exchange. Uh, you run next year and I'll stay in the booth. <laughs> so maybe just as an easy out to switch it. But um, <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, I would say I'm less likely to give up my spot right away next race mm. because of just the uncertainty of what all happened and having it being a little trickier process to get back in the race this year and just really lucky and thankful that. Hoka stepped up as a presenting sponsor and just more and more um, my passions and goals with the sport aligning with Hoka as a partner and um, I'm really fortunate for that and yeah I think there's going to be a lot more with that with Wahoo coming on board with me and um, I couldn't be more thankful for the support I have from my sponsors.
0: I think that's a good way to end this. Yeah. Congratulations to you. Thanks so much, Maggie. Third victory of the Andrew. Western States 100. I hope you enjoy a little feed up time before you turn to your next training block.
1: Yeah, I think sometimes I turn the page quickly. Um, yeah, i at least enjoy a few beers for a little while. Okay, yeah. see you
0: in Silverton, Colorado then. Can't
1: wait to get out to Silverton. <laughs> it's another It's another one of those home away from homes and uh, feel very comfortable there and it's an amazing place.
0: 30 degrees cooler, 9,000 feet higher. I'm
1: so over summer.
0: Let's go to the mountains.